0: Welcome back, Ford Explorers. Before we get into this week's long-awaited episode, I want to remind you that we have an Instagram, we have a Twitter, we have a Patreon, where you can support us and get a subliminal shout-out. We also do news on TikTok. Follow us there. But most importantly, we have our hotline. Typically, we tell you a story, but we want you to tell us a story. So call us or text us at the hotline, share your story, and enjoy this week's episode.
1: And welcome back to the Acid Cat Spirit Hour, the premiere and I believe only. Podcast, let alone conspiracy paranormal podcast, that's shot on an honest-to-goodness haunted camera. Uh, we've been gone for a little bit. I, of course, am the Colonel. This is my son, Caleb. We'll get back into the regular routine of things for those of you that are uh, have been hanging with us since the beginning. We love you guys very much. we sorry we've been kind of intermittent. Life has been weird this summer. Uh, but we're back to the normal things, for real. Uh, we'll be back every week. We love you guys very much, and we're happy to be here. And if you're new to the show, hello, welcome. If you don't know what I'm talking about, and just ignore it, it never happened. It was We met after... That's my ex. Don't worry about it. How are you today, Caleb? I'm good. I'm good. Welcome
0: back, everyone. It's good to see y'all. Uh, metaphorically, can't actually see. Yeah, it, I can't see can I just
1: took my glasses off. I can't see anybody.
0: Welcome back to the only podcast. Uh, Yes,
1: welcome back to The Only Podcast. We're sorry we left you hanging for so long. I can't imagine what you did. Did you read a book? It seems like a lot of people got into magnet fishing. That seems like what a lot of people got into. For those of you that are regular listeners of the podcast, you know what's coming next, and that is The Ghost Report. The Ghost Report is, uh, I own a little haunted bar in um, Kentucky, and Caleb works in that haunted little bar in Kentucky. Uh, It's an exceptionally haunted bar, and Caleb has a pretty exceptional relationship with the ghosts, which means that every week we have a lovely segment about his interactions his little think of it as like a five-minute vlog about caleb's day or his weekly life with the ghosts caleb hit him with a ghost report
0: yeah so a uh, ghost report i've got a lot to talk about since it's been a, a little while since we didn't an, an episode but uh, i didn't know you'd need a response that <laughs> quick sorry for
1: audio <laughs> listeners i was drinking
0: um for a couple of things we had a couple of guests point out that they saw ghosts which is always fun they're I love it when people are in like the back of the bar and they come up and I'm like, Oh, can I get you another drink? And they're like, no, no, I'm good. But I have a quick question. Is this bar fucking haunted? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Oh yeah. You see the lady and they're like the lady with the long hair. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So she's been popping up around literally and metaphorically. Um, I saw her uh, in the bathroom a couple of times. I had a very terrifying moment where I was washing my hands, and I 100% saw her in the mirror behind me. Ooh! Yeah, ooh. that was pretty terrifying. What
1: did it look like? Because usually when I see her, I just see, like, you know, it's a, like a shadowy figure. It, she it doesn't was, she doesn't look like drown like the girl from The Ring or anything, but I just see kind of a shadowy
0: figure. Yeah, I just I usually can tell, like, a shadowy figure, not a lot of facial features, but long, like, dark hair and, like, a bluish dress. Okay. Is what I typically see. <laughs> Blue and black or white and gold. <laughs> Laurel. Laurel. Yeah, what's
1: yeah, her name? Is it Yanni or Laurel?
0: Um, so those were the big ones. But then I spent some time away. I We had some busy times. We went out of town. Caleb
1: got abducted by aliens. I it's got been, abducted yeah, by aliens. Yeah, it's hard to talk about. We're not really supposed to talk about it. Uh, we should be quiet. <laughs> it as was it is. just like the podcast we did. They were hot. I definitely didn't have sex with them. Yeah, Travis <laughs> Walton was right. Man, they can fuck fuck dude i thought vampires can fuck aliens can fuck
0: <laughs> but while i was gone uh one of my coworkers our opening bartender she told me that the ghosts seemed to be pissed that i was gone not only did the back lights change like normal some of the front lights changed uh like the bathroom doors would close the bathroom lights would turn on just like clearly pissed that i was gone and then i got back and- cuz you're a you're a paranormal heartbreaker I got back, and as I've been back, not a lot has happened in, like, the past week and a half. <laughs> You're so getting the cold shoulder. Yeah, they're giving me the cold shoulder, except last night, as we were closing the bar, I was thinking to myself, I was like, are the ghosts mad at me? The lights haven't changed. And when that when I thought that, the lights started changing again. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, all right, they're still here. They're still here. Because I, I like that
1: even your ghost girlfriend is passive-aggressive.
0: Yeah. I can't pick them, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I like that they were like, no, we're still here, man. Like, I thought they were mad and moved on. But no. They were like, no, we're still here. We were just kind of mad at oh, you. Oh, dude, you wish it was that easy. <laughs> like, you
1: get rid of a ghost, you just bum them out, and they leave. Not the Ghostbusters, the Ghost Bummers. <laughs> they like- just show up and bore ghosts, like uh, energy vampires, but the other way around. Well, thank you for that uh, report. Yeah, um, it's bit obviously it's that's that's a weird one. Normally it's just like lights and bottles moving and smells and stuff. Uh, I what I say at the end of the ghost report, I will say right now, which is if you have an interest in investigating these ghosts yourself, we definitely have an open door policy. Shoot me uh, a message through the the channel or something like that if you'd like to come ghost hunt at the bar. We're all for it. Uh, we love it. We're we've we've done a little bit of amateur ghost hunting in there, but if anybody would like to come, take a take a deep ghost hunt and get to know the lady with the long hair, by all means. Come join us.
0: Yeah. If we can finally find some answers, maybe get a name, that'd be awesome.
1: Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh we try we did a little ghost hunting here in the studio, which is also pretty exceptionally on it, or at least you know it feels that way. And uh we did get some cool reactions. We got some some interesting what you could definitely call answers. Um uh, yes. we believe the ghost appear, his name is Antoine. But uh if you want to know more about that, we did a little video where I made a ghost box and we talked to him. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, Thank you for the ghost report. Like I said, if anybody's interested, please by all means shoot us a message. We'd happily uh, have you in the bar and have you come do a little ghost hunting. All right. So today's subject, obviously one of our favorites. We're coming back hot. Uh, For those old time, long time listeners of the show, you know that there's a few things that we love more than aliens, or there are a few things we love more than aliens. Uh, And today is, I like to think, one of the most. Well, the way we're going to tell it, the closest we've ever come to interacting with aliens, maybe on, out, in an extraterrestrial sense. Yes. Yeah, yeah. outside of the Earth. Because today we're talking about uh, the Apollo 11 moon landing, but we're not talking necessarily uh, just about what you think we're going to talk about. Where we will touch on whether or not the moon landing was faked, uh, how it could have been faked. But that's not so much what we're talking about today. What we're talking about is, more importantly, there are allegedly two missing tapes um, From the first few minutes of the landing of the Apollo 11, when they landed on the moon, that... Don't exist. Yes. Uh, have never resurfaced. Uh, NASA alleges that it's been taken care of, which we'll obviously dive into here in just a moment. Um, but we're going to discuss today what's on those tapes, maybe why they're missing. Are they really missing? Is this just a clerical error? Or is it possible proof that we saw aliens? And we're like, oh shit, we got to hide those
0: videos. Yeah, uh, we'll get into it more, but it definitely seems like one of the largest sloppiest cover-ups NASA has ever done. Yeah,
1: it's funny. You know, we aren't, like, we're definitely, you know, we're not Alex Jones types, right? Like, we're definitely conspiracy people. I grew up listening coast to coast. I, you know, I I love all the the Andrew, or the Zachariah Stitching stuff. I love the ancient alien stuff. That's all very interesting to me. But we don't usually necessarily, we're not so quick to delve deep into the, the, We're not so quick to delve into the deep end of conspiratorial thought. Yeah. And this one feels a little deeper than usual because it, I think it's just proportional bias telling us that because it's the moon landing, but the moon landing is something, you know, we also, we joke about the Warren commission a lot on this podcast, but we've never actually talked about JFK's assassination. We kind of stay away from some of the larger, more talked about conspiracies, a to give light to some of the smaller stories, which Mm -hmm. we find to be really interesting. Like, you know, when a millionaire falls out of the back of a plane and that's, The whole story. You kind of need to know more (laughs) about that. That's an interesting story. So this one we've held off on because it didn't. We felt like it might get lost in the noise. But since we've been gone for a little while, we thought we'd come back with a a fun subject, and we will talk about it today. But just know that we're not entering into this. We don't believe the moon landing was faked. I I don't. Uh, I'm going to come into this saying that while some people who believe um, it had something to do with these tapes and why they might be missing, I want to say just up front, I'm going to bury the lead. I don't believe that the moon landing was fake. Now, you and I don't have the same opinions. Yeah. (laughs) But I definitely don't think it was faked because uh, it seems like a singular accomplishment. However, that being said, I do find it incredibly fascinating that after that singular accomplishment, we just said bully and stopped. Yeah. That really fascinates me. Why would we stop going to the moon if we did go to the moon? And for those of you (coughs) sitting next to me or in the crowd who may not or maybe doubt the validity of the landing of the moon. (laughs) That's a weird way to put it. Who maybe doubt the validity of the moon landing. I think it's important uh, to allow everybody to have a seat at the table. And unfortunately, like, this conspiracy kind of makes you believe it a little bit more. I know I just sound like a gullible rube, but as we were looking into it, it just felt so much... You bring up this conspiracy, and it's like, oh, yeah, there's missing tapes from the first moon landing because they saw aliens? Yeah, sure. And then you start looking into it, and you're like, man, I don't know, like... We, we call it the poison drink paradox on this show. It's when you give somebody a drink and you go, there's nothing wrong with this. And now you automatically think there is, yeah. right? <laughs> Na- that's been, like, NASA's response to this whole thing. It, it, there aren't, like, no, silly, of course the tapes aren't missing. They've been like, no. Well, why'd you say it like <laughs> that? What? Yeah, that's like such real, a weird...
0: Hey, uh, do you know where the missing two minutes of tape from the first ever
1: moon landing are from? And they're like, oh, uh... No, (laughs) it's like you can't just be like, yeah, we lost that a few years ago. (laughs) We're like, it's not it's never that cut and dry. And the more they get asked about it, the less cut and dry it gets. So I wanted to preface the whole podcast with that, like 10 minute rant about the fact that we are believers of science. However, we also believe that the government is up to some funny stuff. And this story only gets weirder. And if anything, I think. I think that maybe there's a reason they're hiding these tapes. Yes. But we'll obviously get into all that much, much later. I'm gonna let Caleb do his thing, which is what we do on this show. We get a little bit into the who before we get into the what. So why don't you give them an idea of just what we're talking about?
0: Yeah, so I'm sure a lot of people out there know about the Apollo eleven mission, but if you didn't, uh, the Apollo eleven was the space flight that landed the first
1: two people on the surface of the moon.
0: Three. There were three people, (laughs) but only two of them actually stepped on the surface of the moon. I know.
1: What a man, could you imagine going All the way up there And Neil and Buzz are like No we got it
0: No you do not So Neil Armstrong Became the first person To step on the lunar surface On July 21st 1969 Nice At uh, 2.56 Coordinated Universal Time And Buzz Aldrin joined him 19 minutes later after pissing in his boot. It's a real story. Look it up.
1: Um,
0: That is where, like, they have a a little catheter that goes to a bag that's stored in the boot, and he pissed his pants when he landed and stepped onto the moon floor with a boot full of piss. I mean, yeah, I would probably piss (laughs) my pants if I just landed on the moon, too. How exciting. But uh, shortly after the Apollo 11 Lunar Module Eagle touched down on the moon uh, with Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and the third guy in there, radio communications were just... He just called him Michael Collins.
1: He just called him the third guy. We have a Lego <laughs> minifigure of him right here. least oh, that guy. The third guy. The one that Gargantos is eating. He's the one inside the Lunar Module because the loser didn't get out. <laughs> Well, for what it's worth, one of those losers that got out (laughs) flubbed the line. For those of you who don't know, this is where we throw a fun fact at you. It was not supposed to be a small step for man and a giant leap for mankind because man and mankind mean the same thing. It's one small step for a man one giant leap for mankind. He flubbed the line. And Neil's been pretty candid about it. He was like, I, I mean, Buzz had piss in his boot. Neil flubbed the line. You, we like to look at these guys as like national heroes. And they were, certainly. But it's very funny to think that they were actually up there. One guy can't get out. One guy's got piss in his boot. And he's like, I'm coming. I'm coming. It's a grumpy-ass Buzz Aldrin. And he's like, I'm coming. I'm coming. And then you got Neil Armstrong. He's like, I don't... I, shit, what's my line? Uh, sh- I'm very... Uh, like, one small st- I don't know, man. It's cold out here. What am I supposed to say? I'm going to go hold up the flag. <laughs> it smells like raspberries and gunpowder,
0: <laughs> which is apparently true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but shortly after they land, uh, radio communications were cut short entirely, and the radio comms and video were out for... Two minutes. Over dun, two dun, minutes. dun. Uh, many wonder if it was a technological mishap or if it was intentional. And that's what we're getting into today.
1: Yeah, of course it is. And there's there's been alleging by NASA that in that time, like nothing, it was just like a... Glitch of time, but that's not true because there was footage before and there's footage afterwards. So I just want to say that ahead of time because one of the quickest arguments, and we're not going to spend a lot of time on debunking that argument. One of the quickest arguments is, well, couldn't that just have been lag at the beginning of the feed? No, because the feed had already begun. Yeah. Then it happened after they landed, and they were like, "Yo, hey, we're on the moon." I'm just saying, if again we weren't believers, but if you put this like in a movie, if you were, if this was written as attention building scene in a movie it would go exactly like that it'd be celebratory and maybe that's why we're more uh, prone to believe it yeah. because the timing feels so cinematic it's what we're we're accustomed to but it's just like as soon as you land we're like all right yeah shit we're on the moon for the first time guys we finally did it we're on the moon and then it cuts off like yeah. they died they died aliens took them what are you talking about that's i've seen a movie <laughs> They come back and just like
0: they're ripped apart. It's yeah. like Buzz Aldrin's head is Dude's in got the a fucking xenomorph
1: coming ass. out of his stomach. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, cut the feed, cut the
0: feed. So we are talking about 1969, so technology nice. was a little bit different, and I'm going to talk a bit about the technology because it's important to understand. Yeah, it is
1: important to understand because it is different. Like, the technology, the this was over radio waves. Tell yes. them how it works. It's really yeah. cool.
0: So only limited radio bandwidth was available to transmit the video signal from the moon back to Earth, and that included video... And two audio channels. So, I mean, this is a lot of information (laughs) in primitive, like, 1960s technology being transferred from the
1: fucking moon. You say that, but in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, they take that little kid and they turn him into radio waves. So, I don't know, man. They turn
0: him into radio waves.
1: (laughs) Isn't that what happens? There's the the (laughs) girl with the blueberry allergy, and there's that kid. There's a kid who can't swim. There's a bunch of kids in that. They all die. I've seen the movie. I don't think you have. (laughs) Yeah, they get sucked into the fan at the end. Big Grandpa. It's really gory.
0: So, therefore, Apollo 11's Moonwalk video was transmitted from an Apollo TV camera into a monochrome SSTV format that was 10 frames per second. Okay. So, you're getting... Frames per second is literally ten
1: pictures every second. Yeah, primitive frames per second, like what this camera shoots on because it's old and haunted, is thirty frames per second for so yeah. those at home. Uh gamers that are listening to this are like, oh, what well, ten frames per second? Yeah, they'd so be asking for a refund. Most uh TVs and monitors,
0: they do about sixty frames a second. Yeah if they're not professional ones, which will do a little bit higher frame rate. This records aren't at there 32. like 120
1: FPS monitors there too. Are, which yeah. is wild. Isn't
0: that faster than you can see? Yes. Yeah. Uh this is 30 frames per second. So imagine uh, every time I move, you just uh, sing a third uh, of that. So uh, it's very uh, choppy yeah, let's like Let's dance
1: for them, you know, Do a little head dance.
0: <laughs> so those SSTV signals were received by radio telescopes at Parks Observatory, the Goldstone Tracking Station, and Honeysuckle Creek Tracking Station. So they had three points of contact on Earth. That yeah, you gotta triangulate it. The I told you
1: before, <laughs> I've seen a movie.
0: I've seen a movie. So That was recorded on a camera at 10 frames per second, sent via radio waves alongside all the radio communication down to earth to three separate places, and those camera scan rates were much lower than the approximate 30 frames per second that was needed to broadcast it on TV. So they're like, well, how are we going to transfer this from 10 frames per second to 30 frames per second? And they did it quite possibly in the dumbest way
1: possible. Hey, now.
0: So what they did is NASA selected a scan converter manufactured by RCA to convert the black and white SSTV signals into 30 frames per second broadcastable TV signals. Okay. So, you're like, how did they do that? It's like well, stop motion. When the Apollo TV camera radioed its images to the ground, the ground station received its raw unconverted signal, split it into two branches, One signal was sent onto 14-inch diameter reels of 1-inch wide film tape. Okay. So those were just straight recorded raw footage. And the other one was put on a 14-track analog data tape recorder that was then put onto a TV that then they set a TV broadcast camera in front of to record the TV... So, it's 10 frames being recorded by a TV camera recording 30 frames, and then they sent that to a broadcasting network.
1: You mock this, but this is how I've watched every WrestleMania and both of the Avengers (laughs) films.
0: Uh, The major ones. That scan was then on a high-quality 10-inch monitor. So we're talking 10 frames per second on a 10-inch monitor with a fucking TV camera <laughs> butted up against
1: it to record the screen. I'm telling you, I don't see the problem with this.
0: And then broadcasted. So that's why the image, qual- when you see like... This is
1: what was on TV. That's why the image quality is so bad. Yeah, there's a lot of people who are quick to decry. They'll be like, "Well, the image quality is really bad because they were faking it, and that's the easy way to do it." No, that's not why the image quality was bad. The image quality ba- was bad because of what Caleb just explained. Because they were, it was Jerry rigged as much as one thing could be.
0: That's to put it in modern perspective. If You are an iPhone user or an Android user, and you have a friend with the other phone that has sent you a video, how it compresses it like shit. Yeah. Imagine taking a video on your iPhone, sending it to someone with an Android, and then with that Android, they pull up the video, and someone else with an iPhone comes and (laughs) records it off the screen. Somebody with a flip
1: phone. Yeah. Records it.
0: (laughs) Well, no, because when they uh, record the screen, it was, again, with a nice quality TV camera. So it was like... High quality, low quality, high quality, again, equals shit quality all the <laughs> way around. So this footage was terrible, but they were like, hey, it's 30 frames per second and we can broadcast it on TV now. So it everyone's works. like, It's a win. Yeah. So with that being said, we have these two channels. We have the broadcasted one, but we also have the raw footage, right? Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? So these tapes recorded everything the camera saw and sent to Earth. Maybe (laughs) we had them at one point. Okay.
1: That sounds like a government problem.
0: uh, People started questioning uh, the lost two minutes of audio and footage. And they're like, but you put out in a statement that you guys recorded the raw footage. Right. And NASA was like, yeah, we definitely did that.
1: Well, and they would have to, like, okay, well, we'll get into the theories in just a minute, but I'm developing a new theory on the fly about this one, about <laughs> how maybe somebody spilled a cup of coffee and that's how this whole conspiracy started.
0: So uh, in 2006, a bunch of uh, skeptics were like, hey, we need to know what's on those missiles. Yeah, two tell us now. So they reached out, like, droves of people reached out to NASA and was like, where are those tapes?
1: With how little support NASA gets, do you think droves of people is like 10? Yeah. We had as many as 14 <laughs> emails. So. People reached out to NASA and
0: was like, we need to know what's on that missing two minutes. We know you recorded raw, which is like not interrupted. It was straight from those cameras. What's on there? And NASA's
1: response was, this is a quote. We don't know where they are. <laughs> Good for them. You know, it's, uh, they're just, hey, that's RB. Um, you know. You've been asking me about this thing, and I'm going to be honest with you, I don't actually know where the fuck it is. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's got to be a relief. More government agencies should do that and just be like, I don't know. I don't know. Instead of, like, obviously knowing and be more out of the loop. Be more like NASA government, <laughs> be less capable, be more like I don't fucking because you know it's a bunch of harebrained scientists, so they're just yeah. like, I don't fucking know, I can get you to the moon, but I don't know where the paperwork is, man. I don't, I don't know. This is a slight tangent from an article that I read this morning. Uh, the
0: IRS talking about government agencies, the IRS posted a job listing, and in the job requirements for the IRS, it said the ability to use deadly force
1: if necessary. Sick. Sick. That's it.
0: You're audited. (laughs) Hey,
1: man. IRS agents are the ones who took down Capone. So, the missing
0: tapes, NASA's like, yeah, we got no fucking clue where they are. And everyone's like, what do you mean? These missing tapes were among 700 boxes. Of magnetic uh, data tapes that were recorded throughout all the Apollo program.
1: Honestly, this sounds like more of an accurate portrayal of so-called conspiratorial thought. Like people, I think it's significantly more likely that a group of people are inept than an entire group of people are cold and calculated. I don't think they sit around and they're like, ah, we're going to fuck them. I think they sit around and go, this is boring. And then they inadvertently fuck people over, you know? Uh, It feels like that.
0: So those 700 boxes of magnet, Hey, where's that really tape? important
1: shit? Oh. <laughs> it's in there somewhere. <laughs> like, what? What? It's fu- It's the fucking... It's the moon landing. It's the mo- It's like... It's not even, like, a kind of important thing. It's arguably one of the most important things, especially, like, for patriotic, uh, like, propaganda. Yeah.
0: That's when we beat the Russians to go to the fucking moon first. You got all the tapes? Um, we got most of them. So the 700 boxes are the entire Apollo program. Okay. Never been found.
1: What? Yep. Well, there's a whole different mystery for a whole different show. That's not what we're going to... I was even going to preview next week's show at the end of the show. But shit. Shit. Shit, now we're going to have to talk about that, too.
0: So, on August 16th... 700 boxes Then they've never been found? Yes, and I'll get into why. So, on uh, August 16th, 2006, NASA announced its official search, saying, quote, "...the original tapes may be at the Goddard Science Flight Center." Or at another location within the NASA archiving system. That was their official statement. Again, aggressively honest. Or somewhere else.
1: Hey, where are those at? Oh, they're here. Um, but if that's such a scientist answer to be like, hey, where's that paperwork at? Oh, it's in that drawer. It's not in this drawer. Oh, then it's in another drawer. (laughs) Yeah, then it's in another drawer. Like, okay. Sick. Could you get to solving this problem before we worry about, like, zero gravity or whatever? Uh,
0: they continued and said, NASA engineers are hopeful that when <coughs> the tapes are found, they can use today's digital technology to provide a version of the moonwalk that is much better quality than what we have today.
1: Man. So this is 2006. <laughs> so
0: NASA had an ongoing... are like,
1: we're working on it. We're doing this whole new CGI remaster. It's going to be sick, but just hold off. We got
0: George Lucas in on it. There's going to be at least 30% more do-bags.
1: Oh, man, the moon landing would have been so much easier to fake on the volume, you know?
0: It would have been. (laughs) But NASA also had ongoing research reasons to find these high-quality resolution tapes, as the Constellation program shared similar tasks with the original Apollo program. So, like, they would also benefit from finding these. (laughs) They're like, oh, man, we're missing all this data about the stars. And it's like, yeah, well, we got a lot of good star footage on all the
1: Apollo missions. And they're like, yeah if only we could find those well and that that i mean that's so inept the, that that that's when you start to wonder yeah. if there's foul play. But I guess we'll get to that in just a second, huh? So
0: with the Goddard Center, uh, they have a data evaluation laboratory that had the only surviving piece of equipment that could read the missing tapes if they were ever found. Okay. And that closed in October of 2006. <laughs> Causing- it really doesn't feel like they're trying to find these tapes. <laughs> Causing a lot of people to fear that even the tapes were found, there'd be no way to
1: actually read the tapes. I mean, there would be, you know, like, yeah. but it, could, it would just take a great deal. I say that as like a lover of old... Old engines. There's always a way, but sometimes it's you rebuild the whole thing.
0: Um, so, in November 1st of 2006, so a month after this center closed, Cosmos Magazine reported that some NASA uh, tapes from the Apollo Project era were found in a small marine science lab in uh, Perth, Australia. Okay. So, they were sent to NASA, they were analyzed, and one of these tapes had no video. <laughs> what? Very little audio. And did show that any of the tapes it's were just ever doctor found, going, <laughs> It's a scientist at NASA holding cameras like, "Is this thing on?" And then he just like points it at his dick. He's <laughs> like, eh, eh, eh. The camera's like this, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> uh, it's after they landed and celebrated. They're all fucking drunk, and he's like, "We made it." <laughs> Time to go throw rocks at people. I don't know what they did in the 60s. Um, But the good news is, with finding this, even though it had no video and just had slight audio, it did prove that if all the other tapes could be found, they could be read. Okay. So, on July 6, 2019, that is the next time anything with these tapes were ever found. Jeez. I mean, that's the 50th anniversary. That's three years ago. Sotheby's announced that... On one of their newest auctions on July 20th, 2019, they had three two-inch videotape reels bought at a government surplus auction in 1976 at uh, $218 from the Apollo era of NASA. Man, they're sloppy. They're running a sloppy shop in Houston, man. So, it was an intern, an engineer student at Lamar University. His name was Gary George.
1: Oh, Great yeah. name. Yeah, He'd GG. Learned, GG. GG.
0: He uh, learned that there were these government surplus auctions while as an intern at the Johnson Space Center and went to one and found a box of tapes and was like, oh, I'll buy those and bought
1: them for 218 bucks. Okay, so here's what I'm going to say. Fuck Funko Pops or whatever old toy you collect, just start looking for Apollo 11 tapes. Apparently they're all over The flea markets and (laughs) yard sales of America and Australia, for that matter. And they're Mm -hmm. worth a mint. So just look around for them. They're weird magnetic tapes that can't be read. They got little (laughs) spacemen in the negatives.
0: They uh, were bought for $218 and then sold at the Sotheby's auction for
1: $1.82 million. Sick. That's a decent turnaround. That's like a crypto glow up is what that is.
0: (laughs) So because of that, NASA held a uh, news conference at the museum in Washington, Uh, D.C. To the
1: moon. To the moon. That's all
0: I have to say. um, Regarding the missing tapes, and they were like, yeah, uh, we have a multinational research team looking for the uh, missing tapes, mostly retired engineers who had worked on the broadcast in 1969, and uh, we still haven't found them. <laughs> and they're like, but we think we know where they are
1: That's such a cop-out, that's just a uh, manager Calling up the guys who used to work on it and being like, hey, do you know where those tapes are? And then being like, no, why would we know where those tapes are? And being like, ah, shit, alright, well thank you And then when the press came to him, he's like Have you guys been looking? He's like, yeah, we are working really hard I followed up with the entire team And we're all looking really hard
0: They have an even better answer Awesome So this is NASA's final statement Regarding all of the missing Apollo tapes We they don't said, know, stop asking <laughs> The data tapes, with the SSTV signal, the original Apollo 11 moon landing tapes, were shipped from Australia to Goddard and then routinely erased and reused.
1: <laughs> hey, man, there was a big game, you know? I wanted to watch it. They said that... What is it, cricket there? They do cricket? Rugby? The, rugby, I believe. No, they don't do rugby because they do Australian rules football.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. It's
1: not rugby or American football.
0: So they said the SSTV signal was recorded on the data tapes, mostly as backup in case the real-time conversion and broadcast around the world failed. (laughs) But since the real-time broadcast worked and was widely recorded on both videotape and film, the backup video it was not not widely
1: recorded. As we've learned, sorry to interrupt, but it's incorrect. That's not true. This entire thirty minutes we've been talking about (laughs) is how it wasn't widely recorded. (laughs) They said uh, they were deemed not
0: important at the time, and in the early 1980s, NASA Landsat program was faced with severe tape data shortage, (laughs) and it's likely that during this period, the tapes were erased and reused to
1: uh, not dip into budgets. Sorry, yeah, budgetary concerns. I, that's, man, I I mean, I know we're going to get into theories here in just a second, but, like... Come on, that's the laziest government cover-up shit. We couldn't afford to hang on. We have the Smithsonian. Yeah. Why aren't they in the Smithsonian? They're
0: like, ah, well, like in the 80s, um, we really like Knight Riders, so we yeah. kind of deleted the Apollo missions to record Knight Rider. Yeah, I thought I was going to miss Maywatch. <laughs> so. Like, what the fuck? How did this happen? We finally found a NASA Apollo 11 moon landing tape. They pulled the uh, electronics out, they dusted off, they put it on there, and they're like this fucking quantum leap. <laughs> but yeah, that's like, that's it. That's their final statement. That's they made incredible. In
1: 2009. Sorry. We recorded over it. It's not important. And, it's such a convenient excuse to just get out of it. Uh, and we're going to get into the theories of what happened to those tapes, what might be on those tapes, and why they may have uh, disappeared or, you know, been disappeared. But before we do that, uh, we have sponsors now. We have sponsors. We might have been gone for a little while, but in the meantime, we've picked up a couple paid partners. So we're going to do our first ever ad break. We're going to throw to that here in just a second, and then we'll be back with more story. So we'll see you guys in a moment. Doo-doo-doo. Madzabah from Portals Bermuda, does the daily grind have you down and wanting to get away? Tired of tireless daily rituals with powerful crystals and essential oils? Just wish you could reset your chakras and tensions and energy all at once, wirelessly and without hassle? Well, want no more with Portals Bermuda, the most trusted name in interdimensional travel. Play melpsord the large, and swing from the treetops of Viridian Heights. Or maybe dip your toes in the warm time sands of St. Malibados while sipping on a source colada or surf the warp like a seasoned pro in the asteroid fields of Toto 7. Heck, you could even take the family on an educational trip to the land of the dinosaurs in the Carboniferous forest. And that's not even the tip of the black hole. So shake off the nerves of the looming civil war with a trip through time with Portals Bermuda, your gateway to the multiverse. Book your journey today and use promo code ACNN for 9% off your first out of dimension trip. You can book at the center of your consciousness or on the app. Have vegetables in your garden gone missing? Mysterious brown patches showing up
0: in your grass? Do you hear scratches in the walls of your garage? Well, you might have a garden gnome infestation. Many believe that garden gnomes are just a work of fiction, just silly little garden statues, but they are real. A real threat to your home, that is. While lawn gnomes may seem cute, they are anything but. They have sharp claws that'll burrow underneath your yard, tearing up roots, weakening infrastructures like foundations and sidewalks, and even damaging water pipes and underground electrical lines. Visit Daniel's Lawn Gnome Control at nomornomes.com and use code ACNN30 for 30% off your first safe and humane lawn gnome removal. Once again, that's NomorNomes.com with code ACNN30 for 30% off your first safe and humane lawn gnome care removal. Right. And we're back.
1: So theory time Yes, Uh, to establish if you forgot over those uh, very entertaining commercials, what we are talking about or where we have resolved NASA's official stance on these missing two minutes of footage from the Apollo 11's landing is uh, we might have taped over it. We don't really know. We might have lost it. However, their lack of importance on it uh, is really strange to me because, as you mentioned just before we went to break, Two of these tapes that were found by an intern at a garage sale. Uh, he sold on Sotheby's for almost a million dollars a piece, which is a lot of money for something that you might have just taped over. And I don't know. I can't really remember where it is. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, And that is also probably like the most convenient excuse about hiding something very important like this. So I'm going to start with the most obvious theory, which is uh, what I'm calling chaos theory, which doesn't seem like the most obvious theory. But do you think it was just a technical fuck up? Do you think somebody at Houston... Flipped a switch. Do you think they spilled? Those guys were always smoking. Again, I've seen a movie. They were always smoking and had coffee in those rooms. Do you think maybe somebody just like Gordon Freeman did and fucked it up, spilled something. And like that caused the the footage to cut off. And because of that, they've just kind of, that feels like the type of thing that you would at the time be like, dude, whatever, it doesn't matter. Like, we just got to get yeah. this out. And then you'd only get more and more annoyed over time as people were like, where's the tape? And you'd be like, I can't tell you that I spilled coffee on it. Cause it's all I did. And it's not a big deal, but I can't tell you that because the government won't have that. So I got to make up some stupid conspiracy. So there's just like some 80 year old man who used to work at NASA in Houston. Who's just like, because uh, he just spilled his coffee one day and well more accurately it was probably not because the coffee was spilled but because it was a nasa rocket scientist it was probably a woman uh who spilled her coffee and was like fuck i can't say anything because now they're gonna leave me out of history books because i spilled some coffee you and know like, like no, i no, built no, no. i we built the whole yeah exactly we built the whole communication system but i spilled a little coffee they're probably gonna leave me out of the book and yeah as you put it yeah they're <laughs> jokes on you they're gonna leave you out of the book anyway i don't know it just feels like Is a possibility with the government as we've learned over the years and the the years, the uh, episodes that we've done, each one feels like another eternity. Uh, No, but each episode we've done, especially when it comes to anything space related, uh, the government's really clumsy. Like Project Blue Book and everything that happened in Texas, like they're pretty clumsy when it comes to this stuff and they don't put a lot of effort in. And this sort of reeks of that. This reeks of like the lazy, this feels like a real a real cover-up is what I was going to say, because we, we like to characterize the American government as being capable of these incredible cover-ups, but it kind of feels like they're not that good at it. Yeah. They're just I, not that good at it, and that's what makes this one feel like a real one, is it feels just lazy and bad enough that somebody with the hubris of the American government probably pulled this off.
0: I uh, love the idea of, like, the tape recorder is sitting right here, and a guy's like, we finally made it, and hit it with his elbow, and he's, like, sitting there, and someone's like, why did that loud noise of the tape recorder stop? And he looked and his elbow's like on the pause button. He's like, fuck. Yeah, no reason. i got no idea. (laughs) Yeah, it does
1: reek, because it's two minutes, I don't know. It just reeks to me of the possibility that somebody screwed this up. And it has snowballed over the years from a small mistake into a catastrophic conspiracy because somebody won't just own up to the fact that, or isn't allowed to own up to the fact that they just fucked up. <laughs> oh, that's my elbow. I would love so much for some like 90 year old NASA guy to just come out and be like, oh, it's my elbow. Because I would believe him. Yeah. I would 100% believe that guy. just be oh, I'm going to be real with you guys. This has been really embarrassing to say for a long time, but that was me. <laughs> uh, I also like the idea that there's
0: like... An old timey switchboard, and on the moon, they had three cameras, and they're like switching between the cameras, and they're like, All right, and camera three, and he's like, Sick, and hits the camera four button, and they're like, Awesome. And someone looks at the monitor, and they're like, Hey, why the fuck
1: is it black? And he's like, Oh, fuck, camera three, my bad, sorry guys. Yeah, there's a director who's like, Throw to camera three. I said, Throw to camera three. Camera three, I said, throw to camera, what are they doing? And like, the two minutes was the time it took him to go from his director's chair down to the guy in the room, and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? And he, like, hits camera three, and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Dude, I'm We be real with you. We've all been working, like, for four days straight. I'm very tired. And he's like, get some of the amphetamines that the Nazis brought with him. What's wrong with you?
0: <laughs> the, the last bit I'll add to it just being a technical error. This is nowhere near true, and I'm going <laughs> to preface it with that. It's like a hand crank
1: recorder. And he's like, all right. (laughs) 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 Absolutely. It feels so much like, uh, just like a pure clerical error. You know, who could solve this issue, who could have fixed this back then is Nathan Fielder. They should have sent him in to fix this issue. It's just, it feels so much like an oopsie. Yeah. Like an oopsie. And because it's an oopsie on the moon, there's, there's a, forget Whitey's on the moon. Oopsie on the moon. Uh, that's, that's what we're going to call the first like, civil war conflict that happens. The oopsie uh, on the moon. The, the big oopsie on the moon. All right, okay, well, fine. If it wasn't just an oopsie at Houston, if Houston didn't just have a problem, then what could it have been? Well, I mean, the obvious next thought is what we touched on a little bit earlier, and that's, are there fucking aliens on that video? Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> I titled this theory, Just Look Away,
0: (laughs) Um, because many NASA skeptics and conspiracy theorists have used the two minutes of radio silence to say that the astronauts saw something they shouldn't have
1: aliens. Yeah. That's, I hate it when they say something that astronauts shouldn't have seen. They're You're astronauts. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they're up there to do. They're there <laughs> to meet aliens. That's why we sent them. We really get lost in like why ast- we've really missed the point of like what astronauts are supposed to do. They're gu- Guys, they're explorers. They're su- supposed to go up there and meet aliens. That's why we're... That's why you send the smart ones. That's why Armageddon, it's a big drama that they're sending a bunch of dipshits from an oil rig, but they're like, oh, well, they're going to die, so it's not that big of a deal, and it's not aliens. It's just an asteroid. They're aliens. you got to send the best and brightest.
0: So, I've seen Moonfall. I've seen movie. uh, (laughs) One such researcher is book author David uh, Childress, who said that communications of parked ufos on the moon were intercepted during this gap and withheld from the public
1: dude how bummed would you be if you were having like an alien car meet on the dark side of the moon and like everybody's got their sick new spaceships out and everybody's like walking around saying hi taking pictures looking at the cool new accessories he's like oh yeah those lights are really cool they're probably not even lights so was like those blur blops are really cool <laughs> and then it's like hey what the fuck you guys you guys hear something the fuck it's, is that or even worse, it's like it's like when you're out mm-hmm. street racing, they're like five o. <laughs> it's fucking cops show up because humans show up. They're like, oh shit, the cops are here. We gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. Like they hang out all the time together. There's like a whole coalition of fucking aliens that hang out. It's like the covenant, but they're not evil. They just don't like us for good reason. They just hang out together. They all really like each other. And like, oh shit, the humans are coming. Oh shit. Um, send just send Gary over there and have him tell him just fucking no cameras. And uh, you need to probably get the fuck off here.
0: I I like the idea that again what a
1: stupid threat you need to get the fuck off here
0: it's an alien car meet uh, and they have their like nice ass alien cars, but uh, human technology in <laughs> comes over the little rover. Yeah,
1: it's like, hey guys, cool cars, and they're like, oh, what the fuck is this it, shit?
0: It's it's like you got your your nice supercars and sports cars and stuff, and a fucking twenty year old kid and a nineteen ninety five Honda Civic that just an absolute shitbox pulls up, and he's like, yeah, I put a turbo in here myself. I am here for the car meet, and everyone's like. This
1: fucking guy is ruining the car <laughs> Humans landing on the moon that day were like you're, when your little brother shows up when you're doing something with your friends. Yeah. He's like, oh, can I come? And you're like, fuck, we got to do the shitty version of this now. Because you're going to be here.
0: So, uh, Childress said in one of his books, he said, the astronauts apparently talked about seeing extraterrestrial objects on the moon, including flying saucers parked along the edge of a crater within their view. Not to be pedantic here, but isn't everything
1: on the moon extraterrestrial?
0: Yeah yeah that's also ufo like if you don't
1: know shit about birds all of those are ufos i don't know i yeah if you don't know very much about planes like identify that plane i can't ufo nah, ufo <laughs> unidentified <laughs> flying object i mean a fucking frisbee's an un- unidentified flying object if you don't see it before it hits you in the face i was wondering when the frisbee got bigger and then it hit me <laughs> ufo ufo oh um,
0: so, another uh, conspiracy theorist, Mike Barra, who is the author of Ancient Aliens on the Moon, which is an excellent read, said that uh, NASA's astronauts were stunned by an incredible discovery. Nastronauts. Why aren't they called astronauts? Uh, Mr. Barra, who also appeared on the History Channel, uh, said that both of NASA's astronauts were <laughs> evidently upset by something that they saw on the moon within 30 minutes of landing. And the revelation was made of a secret medical channel of communications between Apollo 11 and NASA's mission control. Okay. And uh, Barra continues to say, quote, Now the truth is that each of the astronauts had a separate medical channel. The astronauts apparently talked about seeing extraterrestrial objects on the moon through this channel. That channel was not public and could have been very easily used to communicate information that they did not want to be heard over general public transmissions.
1: Okay. So maybe they were just talking
0: to aliens while they were up there? He said, what is really interesting about that story is the fact that within 30 minutes of landing on the moon, the story was circulating that... Uh, around NASA that, hey, guess what? They saw something on the rim of a crater. They were all upset, and they don't know what to do, and they don't know if they should get out of the landing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and Collins was like, no, and that's why he didn't get out. In the beginning of this podcast, you were dunking on him. You're like, he didn't even get to get out, and that motherfucker was like, I saw that. I'm not getting out. I know what that is. I play D&D back home. That's, uh-uh, I'm not getting the fuck out of it. Do you, there's also a claim to go along with that that it's been – sort of countered back and forth by Buzz a number of times. But Buzz claimed that he saw something outside of the window when they were landing. And that's since been, uh, I don't want to say retcon because it's his take, but he says he's gone from saying that he saw a light sort of keeping pace with the craft, the landing craft as it was landing, to saying that he now thinks that it was probably a piece of the landing craft craft coming off of it there is one pretty large logical fallacy with that and that's that because it's a zero gravity situation when those pieces came off they went the direction that they were pushed, so they go directly back. Yeah, yeah. When they when they detach, it's not like they detach and sort of float around each other. You're not. It's not just like rolling around like they're inside there. You know, this is a craft that detaches and then lands. So while that's somewhat possible, the feasibility of seeing it in that fashion feels a little bit more like a cover up than it does like an actual witness. Yeah, like that he really, truly bared witness. Uh, it I- sounds like he saw something, um, and they all saw something. We're like, we're not getting, could you imagine also, sorry to cut myself off there. I don't know who I'm apologizing (laughs) to the listeners who have to listen to me do this, but imagine all that shit. We go through 10 Apollo missions and then we land on the moon. And as we're landing, you're like stoked. And as you're landing, you're just like, oh shit, that's a fucking, oh fuck, that's a fucking alien. Like the whole time you're like, oh, I wonder if there are aliens. I wonder if there are aliens. I wonder. And then. And then you get up there and you're like, no wonder Neil had a boot full of piss. It's not because he was excited about landing on the moon. He saw a fucking alien and was like, uh, well, this is what I signed up for, but I'm going to be honest. It's a little too real too fast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: which that is another thing. Do you think think that's why he flubbed
1: up? his land. Do you think that's why he flubbed his line? Cause he, was he- just
0: super fucking thrown off.
1: Well, yeah. Cause if he would have just seen something that wasn't a man, he yes. might've just been like, Ah. Um,
0: To go with that point, a lot of people said that uh, we're at NASA when the astronauts landed uh, for their debriefing and stuff like that. They're like, you'd expect the three men who were just the first people on the moon. Well, two men who were on the moon, another guy who stayed in the car. I'm just going to keep dumb (laughs) The uh, driver, Michael, (laughs) the Uh, driver. They're like, you would expect them to be stoked. But he's like, they seemed. Like upset, sad, and even terrified when they landed, and a lot of people are like, "Yeah, do you know how fucking stressful it is to go to the moon in bed? No, you don't. You weren't there." <laughs> but yeah, a lot especially. of other
1: people are like, they were just fucking shook by what they saw. Yeah, I mean, I think the whole experience was probably pretty scary. But when you when you compound it all, when you take. That experience, like the intensity of, you know, basically riding a rocket to the moon. Yeah. And this was not a man this wasn't like a controlled space landing. This was we're gonna throw it up there, catch it in the orbit, and hopefully we'll land it on the moon. Yeah. As they would find out two Apollo missions later, that doesn't always work. Nope. Um sometimes you got a slingshot around the moon, well, Kevin Bacon has AIDS or whatever. I've seen a movie. <laughs> I've seen a movie. Uh yeah. So the I think the the notion that on top of it. Might have seen. I mean, we saw how Bezos was when he came back from space and all these other people. Like, I think they talk about how there's like that you know, it's supposed to give you this sense of now, astronauts talk about it all the time how it gives you this sense of like um, loving and caring because you see how like when you can see how small the world is, I hate to say it that way, but when you can see the whole world at once, when you can see the ice wall and you can see the whole flat plane at once, it really gives you a sense of appreciation for how small you are. Yeah. And a lot of those people, there's a term for it. Please leave it in the comments if you know what I'm talking about. But um, there's a term for it and you're supposed to have like a greater fondness when you come back, uh, sort of like a ayahuasca trip to the stars. And uh, it's very strange that, neither of those astronauts had that, or I mean, all three of them. And since then, they're pretty rough around the edges, guys. Yeah. Yeah, and they also weren't really in public very much. And when they are
0: in public, they're very, like, hairpin-trigger, very touchy about I mean, everybody's, dude,
1: everybody's seen that clip of Buzz Aldrin punching that guy. Yeah. Who was like, you didn't go to the moon. Yeah.
0: Um, I will say, like, with the whole, like, sense of being small and appreciating the world when you come back, I mean... I've been really stoned in a small airplane before, and the moment you see a semi-truck smaller than your, like, pinky nail, when you get down, you're like, oh, fuck, my life's kind of weird and, like, pointless. And, and like, also,
1: have you guys seen my hands? <laughs>
0: oh, oh, shit. And if you're listening, Mom, that never happened.
1: <laughs> All right, so... Uh, that's if they did land on the moon. Yes. Maybe it's aliens. Maybe they saw some stuff they weren't supposed to see or more realistically uh, saw some stuff that th- the U.S. government didn't want anybody else to know about, mm-hmm. which is understandable. Um, we've talked about this a little bit before. When we did the episode on the Rosenbergs, we talked about some of the general fear that um, – especially around that time, like the mid-century in the U.S., there was a uh, like a profound fear of weaponized alien yes. interaction. And I think it's because the, something happened. I think, I don't know what exactly happened at Roswell, if it was Roswell or whatever, but I think there was some interaction. And I wonder, it feels too much like the Apollo 11 mission wasn't another chapter in this interaction that we have with, with uh, extraterrestrials. But yeah, the moon, I mean... I'm a firm believer that I find it exceptionally strange before we move on to the next one. Um, I do find it exceptionally strange that we've never returned to the moon, that we don't prioritize. I mean, we did, right? Like for a number of missions. Yeah. we. But now that we have the technology and it would be cheaper and easier. I mean, it's something that now privatized companies can do. Yeah. And the idea that a privatized company can accomplish something that requires that many assets, but that a government can't accomplishment shows or accomplish it, shows I think a little bit of a failure. But it makes me wonder if there isn't an intention behind that failure. Like we were wha- told not to go
0: back. Yeah, it yeah. feels it
1: feels like we were told, like, "Hey, you can come and visit for the next," you know, because by the mid seventies we were done with the moon. Mm-hmm. So like, it feels sure. People can say Vietnam and all that stuff, but Vietnam's the space not on the moon. I don't understand why we wouldn't be up there mining for any fucking thing it has. Why we wouldn't be... Like, it's very strange to me with the way that America plays with their bases around the world. That on the moon, we wouldn't just put a base up there. Yeah. Just to have one. Who gives a shit if there's anything up there? You don't think that the Americans want to be the first people to just have a base on the moon? Why haven't they been working really, really they? Listen to me. Why hasn't the government been working really hard to establish... A base on the moon or anything on the moon. We have an international space station, which is no longer going to be international. You'd think we'd have an international moon base. Yeah. uh, It's very fucking strange to me. We have the infrastructure for it. And to kind of play off that. uh, I've seen Fast and Furious. You can go up there in a Honda del Sol.
0: A couple months ago, earlier this year, I want to say in March... Uh, NASA actually put out a couple of cease and desists for company that were selling moon rocks and moon dust.
1: Yeah, they did request all moon dust to be returned, yeah. any moon rocks, anything like that, to be returned to NASA, which is pretty fucking rich. You guys don't own that, you know? It's from the moon, right? You can't. That's, I mean, I mean it's the American way. <laughs> yeah, you can't. You can't have that. I'm not giving it back. We showed up there.
0: That means it's our stuff. Yeah. And that's how this country was made. (laughs) That's true. Um, But uh, our last theory, I titled this theory Quiet on Set. Yep. Because we're talking about the moon landing, and I'd be remiss to not bring up the fact that the moon landing was fake. So with this theory, the reason the video was converted and re-recorded so much, making it terrible quality, was intentional. Yeah. It was to cover up their tracks. I mean, there's very popular theories like uh, Prop Room C-Rock, which uh, <laughs> I did a project over this in high school, so I know a little bit too much about it. <laughs> um the- Prop Room Sea Rock was a rock that was found on one of the recordings that looked like it had a white sea just drawn on it. Yeah. And it was sitting there. I mean, you have... All of the different like theories that people bring up with the moon landing being fake, like Stanley Kubrick directed it, and uh, there's very clearly wires pulling them back up that you wouldn't move like that on the moon. Which I think is rich, is people like people who have never left their hometown. That's like you wouldn't move like that on the moon, and it's like, how do you know? <laughs> yeah.
1: I've seen a movie. I told you. It's the same way uh, I know everything. Yeah, I mean the the. The moon landing is an interesting concept in being fake because, as fake as it could be, I find it like I find it hard to believe that it was fake. But I don't have a lot of support because, as I said, we haven't gone back to the moon, so like we don't. Yeah. Do people walk like that on the moon? That feels like something that the Mythbusters should have figured out in, like, 2009. They should have been on the moon at the moon base as some stupid plug with the U.S. Air Force. I mean, like, we're going to do a bunch of moon myths. Well,
0: and with that, it's like there's so many people that point to the moon landing being fake and, like, all these different things that have no backing. But with this theory is the original tapes showed things in the footage, such as uh, crew members, like Blue Jeans guy from the Star Wars franchise, um, them setting up the set or, like, resetting something without cutting it, or even uh, the two minutes of cut communications were actually Neil and Buzz talking to the production, talking to the director, or even a crew member being on set, being caught in the recording. So they cut it out to cover up the fact that it was a recording. So...
1: I'm going to add to this theory. Yeah, I'm going to bring my first theory back around because what's, what the, the fans of the faked moon landing are going to love about this episode is that the most likely theory could have happened in either situation mm-hmm. because in fact, if it was faked and they were on set and they were, you know, going live to tape, um, it would be much easier for something bad to happen in a set like someone comes in a door someone makes a noise someone does a thing like a closed set is a sign on a door it's not a law so a lot of times that'll get broken and i wonder if uh to me it just makes me wonder okay so fine it wasn't a nasa scientist is there like a 90 year old pa who was working on this who worked (laughs) on the crew who spilled some coffee or dropped a mic or something. And they were like, fuck, go get it. And they went and got it and like picked it up and panicked. And for that two minutes, they had to cut it all out. And that's why Neil was shook. He was like, line. Do you think Neil just kept fucking his lineup? Do you think the reason that the two minutes is missing? It's two minutes of outtakes of Neil Armstrong (laughs) trying to get one small step for a man, but he just can't say it. He just keeps screwing it up. He's like, like, one small step for shit, line, line. One small step for, oh, man. One small step for, oh, man. One small, one small step for man. Fuck! He's like, I got it this time, you guys. One small
0: step for mankind. One giant leap for mankind. And they're like, no, dude. It's like, fuck! <laughs> it's
1: just, they were like, we, he blew it at the most important time, but because it's like, It's so, you have to have like this group of impressionable people who won't talk and have to be willing to be a part of this grand conspiracy. Do you think that happens with grand conspiracies? Do you think they ever have somebody who's not that good at doing the conspiracy, but they can't do anything about it because they're part of it now? So they're like, well, I mean, short of killing you, you have to stick around because you're part of this and you know about it. It's like Big Head from Silicon Valley. Do you think they just like put him on a roof and they're like, yeah, he's part of the conspiracy? But dude, he might be the least capable gorilla I have ever seen in my entire fucking life. Don't ask uh, him to do anything.
0: Hey guys, I know now might be a bad time because we just went live, but I definitely left a water bottle
1: on set. Yeah, there's like a. Um, He's the same guy. His fucking grandson, who's who left the Starbucks cup on the Game of Thrones set. He was like, ah, I'm I'm only human, man. I don't know what to tell you. You fucking idiot. They're like, ah, cut. Bigfoot, you're in the room next door. (laughs) This is the moon landing set. (laughs) Yeah, the aliens walk in and they're like, is this our room? And Neil's like, what the fuck? (laughs) No, I'm sorry. They're in the next room. Neil, you weren't supposed to see that yet. That's for Apollo 19. Uh, Sorry, we sort of buried the lead there. You just go. Yeah, you're in 2B. Yeah, not 2B. 2B. Yeah, down the hall. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so that's my final theory. I,
0: for one, um, would love it if the moon landing was fake. I honestly don't believe the moon
1: landing was fake. Um, It could be. I don't know. I think it would be. We talk about it a lot, like the idea of trying to recreate the moon landing being fake. Because the biggest thing is the lighting. That's what people say is like the lighting would be impossible. But... Uh, now with the volume, like with StageCraft, I wonder if you couldn't just really easily recreate the moon landing. Yeah. I feel like with StageCraft you could do it. You just need a floor set because all the lighting you could recreate, That's you can make those brighter than the sun, which is the big criticism is, you know, like the light levels. The thing that, like, the one great piece of evidence that indicates that it really did happen is the light levels present in those photos aren't possible on Earth. Yeah. Yeah, because... On the moon, obviously, the light's a little bit different. It's a little brighter. UV's a little intense, more intense. So because of that, uh, there are there are certainly some like some tracking things, some lighting things that would, I think, probably be fixed by using something like the volume. So maybe we'll reach out. You guys don't know this, but the guy that we got the name of this podcast from Uh, Actually, now runs a volume, so maybe we'll go talk to him. Maybe we'll fake the moon landing, and we'll see. Uh, I have one final theory. Yes, Uh, I've been thinking about it during the podcast. What if it was uh, like signal jacking by um, like aliens (laughs) who saw it and were like, "What?" To go back to this like car (laughs) meat theory that we've we've come up with. What if they like? (laughs) What if they have like a visual version of radio, and when? (laughs) When they landed, they picked up the signal, and they're like, whoa, 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 what the fuck is this? They were, like, trying to watch something else, They're watching some space sports game or something, and they're like, whoa, 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 is that the moon? Hey, I think there are guys over on the moon. <laughs> I think there are humans on the moon. Oh, shit. Like, do you think he was just, like, he accidentally, like, took the signal and then I was like oh shit oh I should give this back and then like turned it back (laughs) off like they probably can't see anything can they just stole the signal I like to think that it was an errant alien or of course as we like to do on this show our favorite thing to bring everything back to is the Kentucky meat shower so maybe there's a possibility that the same temporal rift if you guys haven't listened to that episode that one's in our vault it's a really good one Uh, it's about a freak meat storm that happened over Kentucky a few hundred years ago and we theorize that it's from a temporal rift that uh, some sort of portal opened up that sort of reconfigures because the meat that came out was not meat of the earth as we know it. Like it didn't match yeah, anything. The DNA didn't match. It's a wild
0: episode. I yeah, you really, you you really
1: it. should go watch. It's fucking crazy. A bunch of alien meat fell out of the sky. <laughs> and I wonder if that isn't somehow related to this. I wonder if the same, because like if this was the MCU, which listened to me, right? But if it was... There would have been some large event that caused both. Yeah. Yeah, There's like some large temporal rift that sucked some monster through and char- turned him into a bunch of meat, left him over Kentucky, and at the same time, the fallout from that. Maybe there was like an alien on the far side of the moon and he tried to bail and he like goofed up his teleporter and that's what caused both the Kentucky meat storm and the blackout cuz he like was had it say, on channel blurk instead of channel dirk and he was like oh well i'm
0: at it <clears throat> and he just disappeared i was going to uh, bring up the mike tv reference you know at the beginning so that's how aliens travel is through radio waves and it's like the bifrost so uh the radio waves from the uh moon landing are going back to earth and he's trying to jump from like Epsilon D to Mars and he crosses it. And when he crosses it in his radio wave teleporter, it's like, and just launched him out a hundred years in the past as just a fucking blob of meat. He's just like, all right, time to quick time to quick travel. What the fuck? Basically got thrown. And the guys the on the moon were, were like, chippers.
1: What just happened? You see Did You see like a weird faint scream because <laughs> the temporary blackout on the first time we land on the moon. <laughs> Great wow. timing. That's all the theories I have for Dude, yeah. what these tapes might have had and where those <laughs> tapes might have went. I love it so much. I mean, the tapes, the tapes. we didn't actually discuss too much about where the tapes might have gone. gone. Yeah, gone. we just kind of talked about them. But yeah, I think you have to just consider that they're gone. NASA has no interest in finding them. So even if they do exist, they're off the books. They, they're definitely, they're not getting declassified because they don't exist according to them. And their, their official stance is that everything has been recorded. They said that they probably recorded over those tapes. And the reason that we haven't seen that footage is because they did recorded at some point and it's probably gone. If they're right, if that's true for one reason or another, there's nothing we can do about it. We'll never get to see that footage. We don't know what it looks like. We'll never get to see it. So we do get to spend a lot of time kind of guessing silly shit, like maybe it was a big scary alien, but also maybe it was like a perfectly normal not scary alien, and it was perfectly possible. Mm -hmm.
0: So Hey, guys, I'm Paul.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, this is totally unrelated, but um, there were leaks for the Acolyte, the new Star Wars show, Mm -hmm. and the code name that they're using for probably Darth Plagueis is Paul, and it has everybody all fucked up because they're like Darth Paul his name's Darth Paul which I actually think is really funny I think he should look like Darth Maul but without any of the horns like any of the Zabrak stuff and he should have like a polo, oh, shirt, polo shirt on a khakis, khakis. yeah that's Darth Paul no he's just got a, a click pen that goes both ways <laughs> alright I'm actually a notary <laughs> yeah a Dar- Darth Paul is here to audit you that's all that he is yeah uh, well fuck man I love this one by all means leave your theories in the comments let us know what you think uh, what do you think? I mean, obviously the tape's probably gone, but what do you think's on them? What do you think was on them? What do you think is being hidden by the government from us? Do you think that it was aliens? Do you think it was a, a goof? Do you think it was a, a live goof during a, a recording of a fake moon landing? Do you think somebody just fucked up? Do you think somebody hit the wrong button? Do you think uh, NASA's not full of shit? Do you think we did have that footage and they just legitimately recorded over it and they don't like talking about it because it's incredibly embarrassing and they don't get enough funding as it is? <laughs> do you think like we... lament a lot this is my final thought on this we lament a lot that nasa doesn't get enough funding have we ever taken a moment to consider that maybe they don't deserve the funding i know that's a real elon musk fucking fascist thing to say But, you know, it it feels a little bit like, I don't know, maybe they're not cut out for this. It kind
0: of feels like they keep fucking shit up. Can we have more money? And it's like, no, you guys haven't been able to get a rocket to the moon since the 70s. It's not that they don't want to, it's that they can't. Yeah, what if that's the problem? You did it in the 60s, and they're like, we don't know how. We fired all the black women, and (laughs) they're the ones that actually got us to the moon. So (laughs) So we don't know what we're doing
1: anymore. Yeah, It's just a bunch of white dudes that are like, I don't know, I'm going to be honest, I was... I was cheating off of everybody else's work. I don't know they're, how to do this. They're
0: like, this says you guys spent $3 million on
1: horn-rimmed glasses? And they're like, yeah, it's, the, it's NASA in the 70s. What do you expect? <laughs> you should see how much we spend on tie clips. <laughs> All right, well, yeah, let us know what you think in, down in the comments. Let us know. Uh, if you think that we're totally wrong, I would love to see some theories that uh, A, counter ours, and B, um I just want to know what everybody thinks might have happened. I I really hope it's like a Bubba Hotep situation. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Google that and then go watch that movie, because it's fantastic. But maybe that's where it is. Who knows? Maybe it was in that Mar-a-Lago safe with all the nuclear secrets. Who knows? But uh, leave us your comments. This is the end of the podcast, which leads us to another segment. We start with a segment, we end with a segment. That's how we do it. So, we start with the ghost report, and we end with Caleb's favorite part of the podcast. uh, Riddle time. It is riddle time. And sadly to uh, my mom and And also my roommate,
0: I cannot remember the answer to last week's riddle, so it's just lost. Well, because it's not last week's
1: riddle, it's like six (laughs) weeks ago. Again, we're very sorry about that.
0: So this week's riddle, uh, bear with me here, says, What can go up a chimney down, but can't
1: go down a chimney up? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, man, you tell me. Leave it in the comments. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you think of the story. We love you very much. We're happy to be back. We will be back every week. Uh, Next week, we are starting a two-part series where we talk about Donald Trump, Ivana Trump, and the lengths he does go to to cover shit up because there's a lot of wild conspiracy shit there and we're going to talk about it with a big sense of humor. So uh, join us for that next week and the week after that. We love you guys very much. Share this one, like, subscribe, and we'll see you.
0: Bye.